listening to the Deep Purple Podcast, a fan podcast about one of the most legendary bands of all time, Deep Purple. We take a look at the music, history, and people behind the band Deep Purple and beyond. Welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to one of the greatest bands in rock history, Deep Purple. Today's episode is episode number 217, Deep Purple's Greatest Italian Moments. And coming to you from the unseasonably warm, summerish suburbs of Chicago, I'm your host, Nathan Beaudry. And coming to you from the suburbs of Rome, I'm your co-host, Giovanni Caccio e Pepe Motala. <laughs> Caccio e Pepe. <laughs> Is that what you had for I, dinner? Which I had for dinner tonight. Oh, in nice. Rome. In Rome. Very nice. You're not you're actually in Rome. You're not in the suburbs. Do they have suburbs in Europe? Or is that like know. a strictly I mean, American I, thing? I, I feel like I was in suburbs of them. Like I'm I'm in um for for our listeners, I'm actually in Rome. I don't know if uh, I have no way of proving it. Nate thought I was going to have this romantic background, and instead, he just sees a pillow and like a headboard. <laughs> I thought John was going to surprise me, like walk over to the Colosseum and have that in the background. I'd be like, "Oh my God, look at this! It's just a blue pillow." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you caught me at the perfect time, which is just like I got back from dinner and I'm like ready for bed. And it's like any other time, I could have just been walking around the city and just had this like. <laughs> background of people having like a late dinner or like the Coliseum or uh, someone on accordion. (laughs) Yeah. That song. Um, (laughs) I was in a, I was in a, I was in a beautiful uh, park earlier before dinner. I was walking around and um, yeah, nope. So this is all we got. Um, There's, there's no proof other than my possibly slightly less good audio. Um, (laughs) It actually sounds pretty good. But uh, yeah, I am in I am in Rome uh, visiting family, um, so that's where that's where I'm coming from now. And uh, I think I think yeah, I don't know if they call them suburbs, but there's definitely like the downtown part of Rome. And then when mm-hmm. you get off into the other, I think they're like neighborhoods. Um, you know, they're like they're definitely more residential and quiet. Mm-hmm. Is that where so, is that where you are? Then is it more of a, like a residential or is it downtown or? Um, yeah, this is, um, well, actually this, this apartment is, um, is like right on a busy, like main, main road. Um, so I would say it's, it's residential ish, but it's busy. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are like, there are a lot of side streets. It's across from a side street where they actually are moving from or used to live. Um, which is very, uh, very quiet. And we actually, had dinner up there. It was like maybe a five minute walk and it's just this quiet neighborhood. And then you walk like 15, 20 minutes in the other direction. And it's just like, Hey, the Coliseum's here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Do all the stuff for so, the tourists to make sure they know they're in Italy. Oh God. It's, it's like the absolute worst. Like Is I'm it not like that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've been here like over, over like almost 20 years. I've only been here six times, which you know, to some Pretty people, good. it's like that's Pretty a lot. Good. But it's when you have family here, it should have really been more. But, yeah, well, true. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, over the time that I've been here, it's like all of the touristy places to go, they're just not, they're not exciting anymore. And now, mm. like people that you talk to that like live here and work here, they're like, we've never seen this city so busy. Hmm. And 
you know, it's probably because, you know, even though we're like post COVID, everybody's just kind of like, you know, YOLO. And they're just like, going out yeah. to like do everything. Like there's a, there's a gelato place that I really enjoy that I was the last time I was there was like five years ago and it's near the Pantheon. So we took a walk down there and it was like absolutely horrendous. I'm just like, I, like, I don't care where this place is. Like, this is awful because as soon as you got to all the landmarks, there were more people than there were um, just, you weren't able to enjoy it because all you see is like throngs of people and you can't even enjoy the fucking sights. It's terrible. Yeah. So I, I prefer to be like, you know, off in the, over in the neighborhoods or, you know, less, less busy places and have more of an authentic experience, you know, and, and, you know, and it's great too, because they, you know, you know, my brother knows all the places around here and, you know, we take my nieces out all the time and, you know, they're just like, they're, they come up with the funniest stuff. They're, they're in the, uh, I'm sure that you're familiar with this, Nate. This is like, now they're both in the, the phase of, uh, thinking that like, uh, like poop is like hilarious. Oh yeah. I'm still in that phase. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, like one of them will tell me a joke. They'll be like, knock, knock, you know, I'd be like, who's there. And then they'll just, you know, they'll be thinking of the, like, you'll, they'll say something and then you'll say something who, and then you'll see them like look up and like try and be thinking of the punchline. Like (laughs) it's like, and it's like, I don't know why you're thinking because I know the punchline is going to be absolutely be diarrhea because that's what it's been for the past week and a half. (laughs) That's that takes it. I told my kids like, no, you can't, you can't do that. Poop is one thing. Diarrhea just crosses a line for me into just too disgusting. Like just, just stick with poop. Uh, my my and, daughter had yeah. a sign on her door, like with her brother's faces with like, you know, the, the cross out sign on both of them, like, cause they're not allowed in her room. And then she yeah. wrote on it. See, see you later. Poopagator. <laughs> she just, just puts the word poop into anything. It's just hilarious to her mm. and to me, to be honest. <laughs> so I see so, you have, but, I, you have a t-shirt on for an authentic Italian beer. <laughs> my Guinness t-shirt. <laughs> I see the harp. <laughs> which, which, which has its roots back, like in, uh, back at home with, uh, my, my sleeveless incident with Rich a couple of summers ago. <laughs> Why did they, ask? oh, oh, is that you the one they gave you? Right? Yeah. I told this story, right? Oh this yeah, is yeah. Like that's, that's the shirt yeah. they gave you? Yeah. I walked oh, in, okay. Like, I didn't realize it was this. I didn't realize that was that shirt. Yeah. You can't, you can't not wear sleeves in here. And I'm just like, what kind of place is this? Where it's just like, you have the no, the, like the no sleeveless policy. What the fuck is that all about? And so the guy was like, well, here you can wear this. And it was like this extra large Guinness t-shirt. <laughs> it does like, look pretty right. good. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty big size. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's big for me, but it's, it's comfortable. So I wear it to bed. So I'm like, all right. But, um, you have a policy and your brother has a policy where you can't, if you stay in the guest room, you have to have sleeves. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. (laughs) Well, I was wearing no shirt, but I'm just like, well, I'm doing the podcast. So, you know, I won't, I won't treat Nate to like my chiseled, uh, chest. (laughs) I'm the, the YouTube, uh, followers, the five of them just aren't ready for that. Yeah. Well, actually after the, after the way I've been eating, there's nothing is chiseled right now. It's just all. (laughs) Actually, I have, I have a couple of other things too. So I have, um, so there was, um, and then, and then I have to to ask you something about, um, but, um, so, you know, most people be like, John, you're Italian adventures. And I'm like, really, there haven't been any, um, 
I mean, too interesting. The funniest things have been things that like my family has said while I'm here. Sure. So we're at dinner one night and my, my, one of my nieces, the, the youngest one, she's like, she grabs my arm, like, like my bicep and she starts squeezing and she goes, Ooh, hard. And then she turns around and she grabs Pops's bicep and she goes, mushy. <laughs> mushy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes back and forth, squeezes mine hard, mushy, yeah. hard, mushy, and pops is like, all right, knock it off. Yeah, they love to do that. Oh yeah, they just yeah, they just love to get to the to the core of your insecurities and just like, like needle away at them until there's nothing left. Yeah, my friend's daughter and, had said something similar. She like said to her dad, like, I was like, Oh, I don't like snuggling with dad. I like snuggling with mom. And she was like, Oh, and she's like, Cause dad's like dad's all hard like hard to snuggle and mom's all soft and mushy, like something like that. And she's like, Oh great, thanks. <laughs> like the uh what I thought was gonna be a compliment definitely turned back on me. Oh, uh. And then, of course, there was um, when we did get to the touristy place and, um, you know, we I think we I don't know, we we were walking by somewhere. It might have been the actual Pantheon, might have been something before it. And so there was this old woman and I texted you this. There was this old woman like begging for change. (laughs) And so Pops walked by and he's just like, yeah, she probably (laughs) she probably has a castle in Romania. (laughs) (laughs) Which <laughs> makes no sense. It's just like, yeah, she's she's running a big scam over here. That's how she They're heats her castle. To, you know, make some extra petty cash for a castle. <laughs> oh, but great. anyways, I noticed that you said that it's uh, unseasonably warm over there. It's been unseasonably cold over here. Really? Yeah, well, up until a couple of days ago, like, yes, like, like it was predicted to like rain. And it was like when I first got here, it was cool. And it was raining for like the first like, you know, almost week. Hmm. Um, not like total rain, but it was just, you know, kind of overcast and everything with like some spots of sun. Yesterday and today were like beautiful um, and got a little bit warmer. And um, but um, Italians are notorious for just like, you know, being like really cold. Like all that's like we went out to dinner last night. My brother's wearing like a lightweight jacket and I'm walking around with no jacket. I just have my T-shirt on. I'm like, hell, it's not even cold out here. You've gone soft. And he turned around. And he goes, "Yeah, I have." And I was just like, "Well, I mean, that's no fun." You agreed with me, so it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> but it's, it's true. Like the climate out here is is like what we would consider mild or warmer. Like they still like. I mean, I saw people like in the dead. Like yesterday was like, like that kind of like direct sun, like heat and everything. Mm-hmm. I saw people with fucking sweatshirts, <laughs> full suits, like like overcoats and scarves. I'm like, what is going on with these people? Yeah. People. Yeah, it depends on where you where you are and how people react to that. But I know it's um it was 85 yeah. degrees here today. I got about 30 degrees oh. Celsius. And then uh it's going to cool down for a bit and then next week it's going to be into the 90s. So, uh we get some Whoa. some summer temperatures on on the way. Um Oh. Hey, but you well, know. <clears throat> hey, I also had uh I also had one other deep purple actual deep purple related adventure over here. Oh, which, is that what the picture uh, you sent me or I texted you about, yeah, it was like, sent to, I was sent in a, to Rich and I don't know, I can't remember if Scott was on that one, but yeah, I think, yeah, at least you and Rich, at least. Um, but, um, yeah, I was at a, um, you know, they had these, you know, artisans, you know, booths set up or whatever. It was at, we're in a town called a uh, Pienza, which is like up North. Cause we went up North for a few days. Um, and, um, yeah, it was like, you know, had these, these wood carvings of like, you know, band logos, which was like really cool. Um, 
but on the front were like these magnets and pins and everything. And they had three deep purple pins, mm-hmm. which I sent to you guys. And uh, one of them was deep purple, um, debut album cover. I'm sorry. Third album, like the self-titled the self-titled. Yeah. Um, yep. Machine head and burn. Yep. And um, made in Japan, I think was there too. Um, I don't know if I saw Made in Japan. I thought I only saw three, unless I missed one underneath. Well, there were three. There were three together. I think Made in Japan was like off to the top. Okay. Well, anyway, funny that the self-titled album made the cut, though. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was happy to see that like the three earliest, uh, you know, marks were represented. Um, I did not wind up buying any of them because you know it's it's just like I come like first of all I don't need any more crap like in my house. Um, but I mean, also there, there was nothing distinguishing about them to be like, Hey, I bought these in a small hill town in Tuscany, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, it's, <laughs> it's a, a little, little die cast album cover of a deep purple. It's a great souvenir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could have just been like, yeah, I bought this like at a flea market, like five minutes from my house. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if there was some distinguishing factor about it. Like there was a, there's actually a thrift store, like right next door from here. Um, and, um, you know, they had, uh, they had some records and I kind of flipped through, but there was unfortunately nothing, uh, interesting. No. But, the Lira, um, Lira tree store or whatever. Well, I guess they use the Euro there now, right? The, yeah. The Euro, the Euro tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh, man. Well, it's a uh, great checking in with you from Italy. So, uh, if you want to help support the deep Par- purple podcast and send some lira or euros our way or kroner or wherever you're coming from you can support our shows a number of way one is by leaving us a five-star review on apple podcasts you can buy some merch at our etsy store you can become a patron on patreon for as little as one dollar a month you can also use paypal you can support us on cash app using dollar sign dppod or support us on kofi uh, and it helps us uh helps us put some money into the show and i was actually i was actually pricing out a a new computer uh, the other day, like just like a like Hey-o. a model, like like top of the line stuff for it, and I was just like, wow! Like st- the, some of the stuff has uh, really come down in price. The the size of the hard drives you can buy now is insane. So, um, starting to just wow. put together the specs and get see see what's going to work. So, um, hopefully soon we'll be able to put that together. But, um, speaking of patrons. Uh, coming in at the $25 Uncommon Man tier is Ovis Nakfi and Purple Maniac. At the 15 Squid tier, we have Alan Ain't Too Proud to Beg. At the 10 pound Good Doctor tier, we have Dr. Jill Brees and Dr. Mike Catan. At the Turn It Up to $11 tier, we have Clay Wambacher, Frank Tealgard Mortensen, Mickelstein, and Will Porter, PhDPP. At the $10 Someone Came tier, we have Ryan M., Jeff Bryce, Victor Campos, Better Call Saul Evans, and. At the Huzoween by 2033 tier, Fielding Fowler. Thank you to all of you for your generous support of the Deep Purple podcast. All right. So is, is that it? Or should, is there anything else to add from, from Italy before you go to bed? Um, well, what about Bruce? How was Bruce? Oh, shit. <laughs> like the biggest story that I had, yeah, the, which has nothing to do with Deep Purple, but... Yeah, Bruce, I was going to be like, oh, Bruce Kulik? I'm like, no, wait a minute. That's... <laughs> he wasn't you late yesterday? <laughs> my... <laughs> yeah, my kiss brain is uh, reactivating. No, uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, played a show here at uh, Chirico Massimo, which is a big um, outdoor space, which, um, you know, I think currently can hold, I think it can currently hold up to 150,000 people, but they said an Jeez. estimated 60 or 70,000 were there. Oh, that's it. 
Um, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, I think that's like, isn't that what Taylor <laughs> Swift like sells out now? Yeah, probably easily, um, right? But I mean, it's it was crazy because my sister in law loves them. Mm-hmm. And um, bought these tickets like a year ago, and and my brother was just like, absolutely not. I am not going to that. <laughs> He's like, I could. Th- I asked him. I said, Are you sure you don't want to go? And he turned to me like stone faced and said, I could think of nothing less that I could ever be interested in. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a pretty uh, right. that's a yeah, pretty definitive. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess whatever it is, tw- twenty years of marriage or whatever, and it's just like, all right, you know. Yeah, you're on your own for this over. one. <laughs> Screw you, I ain't going. But um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, she knows that, you know, I love music and to go to shows and everything. So she's like, you want to go? And I mean, I know like whatever Springsteen's hits are, like I know like five songs, right? But I'm like, all right. I mean, it's like, it's literally, they live five minutes down the street from that. Like the line to get in actually passed by their front door. <laughs> So you just walked out the door and you were in line already. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and that's how it worked out. And then when we got in line, there was like another like, you know, 600 people behind us or whatever. But it was incredibly organized. Like we got in like no problem. Hmm. Um, Like it it took like no problem because they're just like, you know, people are just going in and, you know, they don't they don't mess around out here. You know, they're just like um, because, you know, security is pretty. you know, looked like it was pretty, pretty organized for out here. But anyways, um, yeah, I thought, um, sure. I mean, it's, you know, he's, he's, you know, got a solid, a solid backing band and, uh, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I could say like, yeah, I saw Springsteen in like in Italy, you know, 2023 tour. It's like, it's a cool thing to say I did, but I mean, shit, man, it was like a fucking three hour show. Oh yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't do short shows. No. Um, but a couple of things about that was, is that, um, well, first of all, I couldn't see shit. So it's like, thank God he had the monitors up. Oh yeah. Uh, like the big, you know, screens and everything. But first of all, like, not only does he have like, you know, the band is like, I mean, I knew a couple of the players, like, I don't know who all the people are, but he had like, you know, everybody was coming out and it was like, you know, clowns coming out of that little clown <laughs> car or whatever, you know, it's just like, Jesus, like how many people are in this band? Um, and of course, I sounded like the idiot. I turned to him, just like, "Hey, is that guy from The Sopranos still in his band?" <laughs> just like, "Yes, <laughs> the guy from The Sopranos." <laughs> That's how I know him. I'm like, "Is, is Silvio still in the <laughs> Silvio?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no. So they they came out. He came out. Dude looks great for his age. Oh, first yeah. of all, he's like, you know, um, and I mean, um. I mean, he doesn't have like, uh, you know, he doesn't sing like uh, Glenn Hughes or anything like that or Ian Gillen. But I mean, you know, he's still got a pretty solid voice. And I mean, for somebody who's like 73 or whatever, I mean, this guy did not take a break either. Like Mm. he does not believe in in between song banter because there would be like every song he finished. He was just like he would go right into the next one, go two, three, four. (laughs) And then just like that was his in in between stage banter. Like. Um, he did stop and tell like a couple of stories, like once he was into it, but I mean, you figure like he fit a lot of songs into three hours and that's probably did that. But I mean, you got to have a lot of stamina to be like, you know, performing and, you know, all that kind of shit. So yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's not but, easy um, at any age. So, but yeah, anyways, it was, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, he's a hell of a guitar player too. I mean, you know, he's not like, uh. 
you know, he's not a shredder or anything like that, but I mean, to, <laughs> to play and sing that long and, uh, you know, it's like pretty, pretty good, you know, pretty solid. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't go again. I wouldn't listen to any Springsteen albums or anything, but you know, it was pretty good. Okay. Well, to celebrate your stay in Italy, John, I have, uh, cracked open an Italian beer here. Well, Peroni. Hey, Peroni. Hey, do you have any Peronis in Italy or is there better stuff to have in Italy? Yeah, I'm sure there is, but I I didn't drink beer when I was over there. You're, it was all wine. All vino? All vino. But actually, no, there was... Was there one time? Yeah, there. There, I think there was one time where we were going to... I don't know what beer we had. I just know that I we, we sat down for dinner, and it was like at a pizza place, and we're just like wine. And uh, my, my brother turned to me, and they, he said, no, the waiter's like, no, beer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, nah, you, you're you're eating here. You're getting beer. I thought like, they'd have. Sir. I thought they'd have wine at a at a even a pizza place over there. But well, I mean, um, I guess it depends on which one you go to. But he's like, I think it was his recommendation. But you know, it was just like, no, nah, you're you're getting beer. I'm like, okay, it was good. Yep, that's a <clears throat> European beer in a green glass bottle for sure. No question about it. Um, all right, so we figured since uh, to, to celebrate your time in 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 Italy, we would celebrate some of Deep Purple's finest, greatest, best, only whatever Italian moments of where where this band is coming to from uh, from Italy. So, um, you ready to buckle in and see some uh, some great Deep Purple Italian moments? Yeah, I'm not sure what to expect here. So let's. Let's do it. I know. Let's go. It's, it, it could it could it could be just about anything. Um, but it's deep purple in Italy. So let's kick it off. And this is kind of a um a famous one that you've probably seen on Facebook and YouTube and everything. But this is Deep Purple. This is I think their first trip to Italy um with the Mark II lineup. Their first trip, I think, ever. Um uh, with the band and this is them on italian tv so it's going to start off with uh, some italian tv hosts introducing them and general um even though i don't speak italian you can tell this is just general cheesy uh tv banter so so here we go Adesso dovrei presentare in inglese ma tra me e l'inglese c'è una specie di incompatibilità di carattere che She's got a pretty good voice, actually. Some he sounds like he's a real wise guy. Yep, <laughs> an Italian wise guy. Oh, I remember. This is the one where Richie does that crazy split, right? Yeah, it might be. Strange kind of woman. I like the way that Ian Gillen just lumbers by. <laughs> like he just got out of bed. See, even then he didn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, I don't care what you people think. <laughs> Richie. And it's 1971, but of course they're doing the classic um, 60s, uh, I don't know what you call it, gimmick of having them all stand on their own individual risers. Yeah. It seems like a really uncomfortable way to perform. Great for Richie, though, to keep people out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have a link in the show, note to, show notes to the all of these uh, 
any of the videos we share or the audio. Gillen looks like he might be wasted. <laughs> I like Gillen with the, uh, you know, you've seen him like, like with this look clean shaven with the full beard, but I like him with the, uh, the kind of in-between beard. Yeah, the little, uh, it's kind of still almost 60s John Lord. Yeah, John Lord with like the goatee, the rare goatee John Lord. Nobody's plugged into anything. There's no amps. <laughs> well, the mic appears to be. Well, there's a plug coming out of the mic. I don't think it's plugged into anything. <laughs> John Donald doesn't. Lord doesn't look like he's really playing. <laughs> See, there's nothing plugged into his bass. There's something coming out the back, though. I don't know what that is. Why, Roger is not uh, miming the music very well here. <laughs> like you can tell, he never he never plays like with his right hand like that. Blackmore's going all in though. Oh yeah. He's doing he's yeah doing those like Blackmore splits. And they raise up the fake crowd noise. I always wonder how they did that when they lip synced with like a drum set, like how they. I think you end up hitting the uh, cymbals kind of lightly. I mean, do they like do they like pad his drumsticks so he doesn't make any noise? I think he makes noise. He looks like he's really playing the. But see, he's kind of hitting the cymbals. He's kind of like just leaving his stick on them. Hmm. Richie still gave a look over across the stage, like as if he was like, hey, watch it with that. Like, like they weren't playing a recording. <laughs> He's like, I caught that. I don't know why they didn't just let him like do it live. Yeah, it's probably just a lot of ha like to bring all that equipment into the studio and everything. They probably just forget it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I know it was pretty commonplace for like bands to do a lip sync performance like on TV for he this and years after but so he thought it looked stupid yeah I remember that one that was um <laughs> Richie's playing like a totally different solo but remember um that one where it was David Coverdale just by himself like <laughs> lip syncing along <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I think it was French TV Richie's got like, like a little, yeah. so a little uh, chair over there a lazy boy If he wants to have a seat, <laughs> I could. I, as as much as neither of us are fans of Nirvana, it was it was pretty funny when they did that. There was one show they did like this, and and you know, they were Kurt Cobain just had his guitar like this, and he was just going like this with his hand like in front of the guitar. <laughs> it just it really, you know, most people wouldn't even really put two and two together and figure out that they didn't have any equipment, but yeah. They're going wild in the audience, though. Look at that. They're like, well, the, the applause sign must be going. <laughs> and they just went back to the band and they all look bored. They're like, are we uh, are we done with this yet? <laughs> can we go back into the yeah. green room and have some uh, cannoli? <laughs> Gillen's like, can I go back to bed <laughs> wherever he rolled out from? Maybe he's just jet lagged. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, a great a, a great Italian moment um, in the band's history. Uh, 
always enjoyed that one, especially for the, I always enjoyed, maybe one of our Italian listeners can tell us what they are, um, what the banter is at the beginning that they're saying. I mean, obviously she sings the Deep Purple song and he's like, no, not the song, it is a band. Oh, <laughs> you know. It's like, eh. There's your favorite part. Eh. <laughs> uh, just some, some, <laughs> some Italian jamokes. I wonder where they are now. Uh. Um, all right. So that was 1971. Um, not in any particular order here, but um, I, I thought it would, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention one of my favorite pieces of deep purple memorabilia, which is the, um, the Italian deep purple book that I have. As you will recall, <laughs> deep purple with a picture of white snake on it. It's a. It says deep purple, big picture of white snake, and do you remember what's on the back? Ah, uh, I can't remember. Well, Was it, it say Stormbringer or something? No, it's it's not. It's it. Look, it's it's spotlight. It's kid. the lyrics oh, to so Spotlight Kid. <laughs> it makes Boy, no so, they, so they have everything on there except deep purple. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, they've got the words deep purple. It's about as far as they got. And it's great. Just, um, you know, <laughs> flipping through this book, not knowing any, um, you know, knowing the, you know, the basic history of the band. And then, you know, Il Serpente Bianco di David Coverdale. And, you know, just going through all these chapters <laughs> and this this chapter right here. Can you see it? Funky per Mr. Hughes. <laughs> Funky per Mr. Hughes. <laughs> oh, it's just great. Uh, but yeah, great book. I saw this. Somebody had posted this, and it just did just the cover alone, and it was so ridiculous. I went on eBay and I found a copy for like six bucks, and I was like, "I've got to have that. That's got to be definitely one of Deep Purple's greatest hits." That they had nothing Be to do beautiful with. Beautiful addition to any collection. <laughs> um. All right, so one of, uh, you know, another thing about that we talked about, I don't know, 200 episodes ago, more than 200 episodes ago, was um, they recorded the final Mark II album of the 70s in, well, they started recording it in Italy, um, in Rome, where you were. I wonder how far it was from where you are. I don't know. Where did they, uh, where did they record it? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, don't say Rome. We already know. Yeah, they said Rome. <laughs> I just remember like they, what, they, what venue I just remember the thing the thing I remember most from it was that they had like um, rented the mobile or studio I think and they mm -hmm. got there and like the, the house that they had chosen to record it in had like these big arches and the truck wouldn't fit through there so they had to get extra long cables <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, I remember you telling that you yeah. know you'd record and then you'd have to walk like you know 400 feet to, to out to the truck to listen to the to what you just recorded could not have been that um, <laughs> could not have been that fun. Um, but, um, yeah, they, so they, they did, um, they did, who do we think we are in Italy? Uh, which was, you know, as we, as you may know, my favorite of the Mark II albums, not yours. Um, <laughs> uh, but they only recorded, uh, two songs, um, in Italy. The rest of it, they finished up in, uh, Germany. So mm -hmm. the first song that, uh, well, the first of this, uh, uh, my woman from Tokyo, they did, uh, which everyone's heard a million times. But the other one that they did was the um, the special track or the bonus track, if I can find it here, which was Painted Horse. Do you remember that one? What was it? Painted Horse. 
I remember the title. I don't remember how it goes. I'd like to hear it. Here it goes. Let's listen to a little, a little painted horse. If I can find this screen here. It's almost a, like a man in the silver mountain type riff. Yeah. So you're pro- you're probably thinking they could have put this in place a place in line, right? Yeah, even though this Sounds about just as inspired as every other track on this album. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I remember this now. Sounds like a... Sounds almost episode 60 with those harmonies in the chorus. Yeah. The song sounds good. The only thing is the, the guitar does have definitely like a, a far off sound. I don't know. I think it could use a little more like more of a kick in the pants. What does it mean that your painted horse is weeping? Who knows what anything Gillen writes means? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the, the the harmonica sounds like something off of like accidentally on purpose. Mm. Which I mean, you know, is not a stretch, seeing as is that Gillen playing harmonica, but. You know what the Spanish is for the painted horse? What? Pinto. Like the car, the Pinto. Ah, Pinto. See, like this solo sounds really good. I mean, it sounds like it's a good solo, but it doesn't sound like they mic'd it close enough or something. It sounds like it's just being picked up by like another instrument. While the rest of it seems like kind of produced, the, the guitar sounds like a little far off. Well, like yeah, he was, Richie was up probably walking, walking out of the room because they were forcing him to, like, record. It's like, are we done with this album yet? He was busy saving all of his best riffs for a burn. Yeah, just the, the whole energy of the track, though, just feels so, like, just too, too mellow, almost like they were... Almost like they were bored, you know? I mean, it's just yeah. like the rest of this. I, you know what? And if you go back to the episode where we first heard this, then I probably was saying the same thing. <laughs> we should superimpose them to see what our take was then. Saying all the same stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, let me Google what a painted horse is. Did you know it's a Pinto? <laughs> I don't know, I dig it, but it's kind of a like a throwback, like a like very 60s sounding to it. It sounds yeah. like something that could have been 
a Mark One tune, apart from the harmonica. Mark painted. I mean, I mean it's interesting because we haven't, you know, it's not a purple song that we've heard like a million times. Yeah, I figured we didn't need to refresh ourselves on Strange Kind of Woman, although it's a great, great track. Yeah, but I guess I can see now in listening to it why they left it off. It is, It does have a little bit of low energy. Like, I think if they had done another take or two, like, probably could have gotten it to a better place. But I like, I like the bones of it. Hmm. I like this um, Encyclopaedia Britannica kind of disses the Pinto. It says the ponies of the Western United States were often Pintos, and the type was often considered of poor quality. It seems wrong to call an entire species of poor quality. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I wonder if they're planning on fading this out. Could have just been a demo. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. But it sounds like a step up from a demo. Well, I mean, yeah, except for Richie's guitar, which, you know, could have been like a guide track and they never re-recorded it. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Um, but um, in Italy, I've got their... This is, this is a bootleg of their first show in Italy. This would have been May 25th, 1971. So the set list is, tell me which track you want to hear or what, unless, unless it's Mandrake Root. <laughs> I'm going to have to veto you because it's really long. <laughs> How long is it? Let's see. It's 31 minutes long. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. So, so <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? I think you'll agree. They do uh, Into the Fire and that's not one you hear them do very often. So mm. The rest, the rest of them are songs we've heard them play a million times. So let's listen to them. First show in, uh, in Italy, 1971, Into the Fire. So not the greatest quality, but. They have the Coliseum in the background on this album cover. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming to you live from the Coliseum. And this would have been in Rome. And they played two shows that day, but I don't know. I think this is the one I was looking at that they don't, they're not sure which one this is. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, not not great quality, but considering the level that the band was at in 1971 to have something even of this quality is pretty impressive. Hey, do you notice the uh, shirt that Richie is wearing on this album cover? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do now. <laughs> I think didn't you did you have a vest with that shirt or were you just wearing the shirt? No, it was the lady you took the picture with that had the vest. Yeah, I was just wearing the shirt. It's another polka dotted shirt for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah, so John's sent a lot of um, 
pictures from Italy of of him encountering the polka dot pattern from his shirt when we w- went to go see Deep Purple a few months ago, and uh, John took a picture with one of the other show attendees that was wearing the same shirt as him. Except she was like, you know, a uh, woman in her late, it looks like her late 70s. <laughs> but yeah, there was, um, I mean, I saw so many people with like scarves, blouses, shirts, pants. I saw luggage. <laughs> yeah, he sent from the airport luggage, polka yeah. dot luggage. And then a picture, a picture of me, and then me with that woman in the luggage. And I, I texted it to you guys. Who wore it better? <laughs> <laughs> I think Rich said the luggage. <laughs> of course, of course he would. So yeah, I don't think we have to play the whole thing, but it's just an interesting uh, little archive. I'll have a, a little link to where you can uh, you can download this if you wanted to check out the bootleg. But it's pretty um, pretty interesting. They say, yeah, I like that they have the Coliseum in the background. So where was, I, I, let me see if I know where the show was. It was Palace Sport. So I don't know where how far it? that was from you. Where was it? Palace Sport. Palace Sport? Yeah, like P-A-L-A-S-P-O-R-T. Yeah, I mean, it's, who knows? It's probably not even around anymore. And it's, it says Deep Purple Premiata Frontiera Marconi. And so what is it? P A L A S P O R T. A S. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a uh, a province. Palasport. It's a All province? Right. What's it? It says Roma. Oh, I'm sorry. Sports complex. Well, I mean, it looks like there's still. Looks like it's still there. Still going strong? Um, as a as a sports complex. <laughs> um, so looks like it is it's technically in Rome, but uh if this is the same place, then it's about it's about an uh, about an hour outside of Rome. Oh, okay. Where I was, anyways. Uh little little to the south. Um, if this is the, yeah, I mean, it may, it makes sense. It's a, um, looks like a, yeah, like a, what do you call it? A sports complex, like an arena type place. Um, so that yeah. was the, that was the, uh, first show they did. And I just thought for contrast and certainly a better, um, picture quality, we could show you the most recent show they played in Italy which was back in October of 2022. This one, obviously, with the new lineup. And this is them at the Forum in Asago, Milano, Italy. This is like the whole show, so we'll have to, we'll have to just skip to a... I recognize this background. Yeah, you recognize this background. You're going to probably recognize the set list, too. <laughs> so let's find a... Uh, let's, I'm going to skip to the 25-minute mark in the show and see what we got. Oh, looks like Uncommon Man. I just imagine if they'd had iPhones back in 1971, we could be watching Richie. He's really toying with them that night.
his picking style. So it's like it's like his like wrist is like goes like a limp. He's just like blah, blah, blah. I don't know how he can. He has so much control when he's doing that. Lots of practice, my friend. Practice, practice, practice. All right, we're going to skip ahead again. We're going to go to pick a minute mark, John. 4850. There we go. 4850? Oh, wow. You picked a second mark, too. All right, I can't get... I'm getting almost there. Wonderful. Beautiful woman. And her name is Anya. There you Ooh. go. Anya. You really nailed it. <laughs> I did. To the second. <laughs> I like when they just had Pacey on the big screen there and he looked hulking over everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the incredible pace. Pace. I remember uh, our friend Dave. His mom had a uh, was part of like she was a teacher and she was in some group called Pace. And it was like parent action committee for education or something. What I, I made all that up, but it's it was some, you know, group and she'd be going to the meetings. Mm-hmm. And when she'd walk by, it's like she's going to her meeting. Dave would go, ah, my name is mom. I go at my own pace. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he said my name is mom. <laughs> I'm pretty what? sure her name was not mom. It was Ridiculous. Diane. <laughs> I don't know after the 5,000 times we've referenced Ian Pace on the show why that's the first time that popped in my head, but <laughs> but it is. I remember this being one of the songs I really liked because um, they, they made it really heavy. Yeah. And it still sounds really great. It sounds like they're kind of carrying on with that. Like whatever yeah. version they worked out, they're sticking with it, which I really like. Yeah, so this was just a few months before we saw them. Yeah, this part in particular. Yeah, because you got Simon chugging there on the... Chugging on that root note there. Ah, <laughs> the pushta. Best use of Pushta in a rock song, bar none. That I've heard. And I've only heard it once. (laughs) I don't have a great wealth to draw from. kind of fade that one down but um so yeah that was the most recent from the oldest existing well it's the oldest show period the oldest um footage that we have to the newest footage we have of deep purple in um in italy 
there you have it. So speaking of shows in Italy, do you want to wager a guess as to how many shows Deep Purple has played in Italy? And we'll leave a, a, a pregnant pause for our listeners to, to throw their guesses in, too. What, you mean since the beginning since, of the band? Since the beginning of time. How many shows have Deep Purple played in Italy? Oh, geez. I know, easy for me to, I know, I know the answer because I counted it up, but I can't even imagine what I would guess if I didn't, if I hadn't done that. I don't know, seven? <laughs> I'm low. guessing ridiculously low. That's <laughs> very low. We've already seen two. <laughs> no, wait, wait, um, 17, there we go. 17, oh, it's, no, I don't know. Still I don't know, low. I'm like 200. Okay, now you're a little high. Uh, 105. Hmm. All right. Well, that's actually a lot less than I would have thought. So there's one, but it's interesting though. They played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> that's funny. Seven shows um, from Mark one through Mark four. Actually, one of them was canceled. So, but they had, so they played only six times in Italy until 1976. So the, hmm. the, Almost 100 of the shows have been since they reformed in 84 and only starting in 1987. Hmm. Um, and then they played that show in October of last year. And then they have three shows coming up very soon as of the airing of this uh, episode. They're going to be playing in Parma, um, Maserata, and Pordone? Pordione? Portino? Oh. Hey, the, the June 27th, my wife's birthday, June 29th and June 30th. Oh, oh your yeah. pronunciation of these provinces is making my meatballs weep. <laughs> it sounds dirty. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, actually, I remember that because I think I texted you guys when they announced that show, I don't know, six months ago. I remember saying to you guys, hey, I should see if Jen wants to go see Deep Purple on her birthday. I did present. <laughs> she, it turns out she does not want to go to see Deep Purple on her birthday. Um, it looks so good. I'll take John with me. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, enjoy Italy. Um, I think Ugh. she would love to go to Italy, but um, not necessarily seeing Deep Purple, not necessarily on the uh, on the docket. So, so yeah, quite a few shows uh, over the years. Um Next up, we've got what else we got here? Lots of stuff. Um, should we take a break for our let's see? Trying to see how much we got left. Maybe we maybe now is a good time to take a break for our patrons. Um, it's always it's always patron time here in the Deep Purple Podcast because we love, love, love our patrons. So this is where we're gonna thank our core level patrons. Um, which would be coming in at the $7.77 Keep It Warm Rat tier. We have Michael Vader at the $6.99 New Nice Price tier. We have Spike the Rock Cat and Sugar Tea. At the episode $6.66 tier, we have Steve Coldwell, Arthur Smith, and Anton Glaving. At the $6.65 tier, the almost evil tier, we have Kenny Weimar and Michael Bagford. At the $5.99, the nice price tier, Robert Smith, Peter from Illinois, and Carl Helberg. At the $5.55, no, oh no, I'm sorry, the, the 60 Kroner Scandinavian Knights tier, we have Zwopper the Electric Alchemist and Newt Morton Johansson. At the $5 Moneylender tier, we have John Convery, German Heindel, 
Adrian Hernandez, Jesper Elman, Oleksi the Perfect Stranger Slepikov, James North, Mark Hodgetts, Kev Roberts, Percival Frequency, Scott Cerns, Cynthia Doobie, and Raf Calf. Thank you so much to all of you for your generous support of the show. This show is 100% listener supported, and we couldn't and wouldn't do it without you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So keep supporting our ass. <laughs> keep supporting. <laughs> keep supporting us. <laughs> keep us in good things. Um, like John's As new headphones because his headphones broke on the last episode. So we've we got John new headphones. Well, I don't know if they necessarily broke, but for some reason the whatever music is playing upstairs was bleeding into the wireless feature. So he was hearing which, Mr. Um, Bill's uh, <laughs> Mr. Bill's music. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> who even knows well actually those those headphones did not go to waste though but because they are um, wireless i use them as that function on my trip which when they apparently they hold a charge for 30 hours um, which i got to put that to the test so i charged them up yeah um and i had wi-fi on the plane and uh both ways and um um, was able to like uh, like stream music and like listen to listen to us, <laughs> listen to podcasts, including <laughs> us. And uh, it did not go dead the whole time. And the flight's like, you know, like eight, eight and a half hours. And I mean, I didn't listen to it straight through, but I mean. 30 hours good. is damn good, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't go dead. And I mean, I only charged it that once. So, I mean, I you figure I got at least like less than 16 hours total out of it. So. I got this cheap little. It's called a SoundBot. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. little Bluetooth thing. It costs like $12. It's got a suction cup on it. You just you put it on the wall in the shower and you can Bluetooth to it. Um, so it's kind of cool. Mm. And I charged I swear I charged it once and I didn't charge it for like two years after that. Like it just and I didn't use it like every day. But, you know, every so you, you think even if you didn't use it, eventually the battery would drain. It was, and it was to the point where I was like, this is a joke. Like, how how is this thing still working? Um, it's amazing. And it's sitting there in like the shower all the time with all the steam and everything. And just the thing is, you know, for 12 bucks it was a pretty good deal. Uh, um, technology. Technology. You got to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we've got um, another thing here, which is uh, we've talked about uh, the the shows that they played in the original run of the band, uh, which lasted through 1976. Uh, But they played again in the 87, but then again uh, during that tour in in 87, they recorded um, tracks from multiple different shows and released the live album Nobody's Perfect. And from... Italy, the only track on that album from Italy is Dead or Alive. Thank you, you are fantastic. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Hi, thank you. Hi, thank you. <laughs> unreal, unreal. You haven't changed at all. Here's one. It's all about, it's an anti, anti-hard drug song. It's called Dead or Alive, this one. Thank you. An anti-hard drug song. So, interestingly, this comes up a lot about this album. And I feel uh, like the the knee-jerk reaction about this album is, oh, it's terrible, it sucks. And But I've always, you know, it was one of the early... I heard this before I heard Made in Japan. Well, I mean, I think that's the... The uh, maybe a, uh, a popular thing to say 
like, all right, so you got made in Japan and then you got this and it's like, okay, who needs this when you got made in Japan? Like it doesn't compare. Made in Japan so, doesn't have dead or alive on it though. All right, but I mean, that, <laughs> but then don't compare it though. Right, exactly. It's also, you know, there's the only song that's on the first half of this that's on Made in Japan is Highway Star. And what on what about CD2? They do Child in Time, Lazy Space Truck, and that's more of the stuff from that. But I only had the one CD version when I got it. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a much of a recollection of this album. I mean, I'm pretty sh- pretty sure I heard it all the way through, but yeah, it was one of those early ones that Paul had, so I kind of listened to it a lot. I think that like really packaging is everything because I mean I still I still kind of have that as you said knee jerk reaction when I look at this album cover I'm kind of like eh yeah we've talked before about how this is kind of an uninspired album cover well, well I mean I don't know I feel like if they had a cool like another cool live shot of the band or something uh, from around this era it would have been I don't know would have maybe drawn me in a little bit more yeah it's it's um it's it's actually a remarkably bad album cover it doesn't tell you it doesn't grab you like if you don't see deep purple at the top you're just flipping right past it. you don't know what it is it's you know i get it nobody's perfect leaning tower of pisa a pencil with two ends a tea kettle with no spout round dice ha we get it nobody's perfect Oh, I thought that that was like an air fryer up there. <laughs> I think this is I think this album predates air fryers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that they did a bunch of made up stuff that no one would ever have. Yeah. And then they did like uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, <laughs> which is an actual f- yeah. failure. But it's interesting too. Well, like they've got the fish there. What is the fish? What's the thing? What's the deal with the fish? A fish with no head? Well, it goes off on the... When you open up the album on the backside, there's more things. There's like a... There's a six-pound note, or is it a nine-pound note? There's like a... There's a a ballerina that's like got a beard. (laughs) There's... You know, it's just kind of a weird... It's just... It's too on the nose, you know? Yeah. Well, like you said, having some sort of live shot. If they wanted to get a little cheeky with it, I think that's fine, but. This is a good song, though. This is a good performance of it. I don't, I, I don't get I, yeah, I don't I get, get the it. criticism of the music. But yeah, like you said, I think it gets, a, it gets to the point. It's like, whoa, Made in Japan's better, so why do you need this? It's like, well, it's a bunch of songs on here that are from this tour. And it seems to be like the deep purple logo on that street sign in the background. Yeah. I think. (laughs) Sounds like you fucked up. (laughs) 
That's nice. I'm playing. Yeah, I mean, you still like you still have all of the the basic foundation of the classic Deep Purple sound. Yeah, this great trade-off of solos, great improvisation, and like you said, a, a bunch of a bunch of songs that weren't on Made in Japan. I mean, it's not going to sound exactly like it. But yeah, I definitely think it suffers from the album cover. I feel like if there yeah. was a different album cover, then it probably... Well, and it's also just the expectation that it would be as iconic as Made in Japan is just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I always see something like uh, when you have like the really successful first live album and then you're like, if a band releases another one, I, my feeling is always like, and then there's then there's that other one. <laughs> And there's all too many live albums. It's just ridiculous how many live albums get released. Yeah. And some some people really like it. Some people love collecting them, and that's great. But I think I think one live album per tour is more than enough. Ooh. And one day we'll get to cover this whole this album in its entirety. Um, imagine that. All right, so that is uh, "Dead or Alive." Uh, so there's a few other a uh, few other nice little. Um, of course, we have. I mean, we'd be remiss if we did not mention the maze. And you know, that's this. Of course, predates Deep Purple. Um, but this is where we've got you know a young Ian Pace and Rod Evans. And they are Roderick, uh, Ro Roderick. Um, they are a performing. Uh, they, they perform this. Uh, what the heck was it called? Uh, they do this. Um, uh, the uh, the Kateri, Kateri, not Kateri, Kateri. They do this. Um, this sort of residency in 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 playing uh, playing Ariel Des, Ariel del Sud and Non Fatimo Odr. <laughs> My amazing uh, amazing. Your Italian is uh, not so good. My Italian is a. Do you guys like the maze? So let's just get we'll get just a little taste because we've done a whole episode on this. But this is um, this is. Ian Pace, Rod Evans with The Maze. Go back, check out episode number, I think it's 145. If you want more information on this one, here's Area del Sud, where they were the kind of, they played at Piccolo Teatro de Milano. And they played, uh, oh, they did this Italian language stuff. Rod <laughs> Oh, we must have, when we did this, looked up what Italian was for. Oh, here it comes. I'm sure we did. <laughs> you know we did. Yeah. Ma c'è qualcuno che so 
Yeah, uh, ecco ci arriva. <laughs> so this is actual deep two members of Deep Purple with Italian lyrics. They're not going to find that again anywhere. Nope. Maybe maybe Glenn Hughes has an obscure Italian funk album we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Obscure Italian funk. <laughs> You've seen the uh, that video of that um, it's that Italian guy doing a song that like just making it sound like it's English, but it's just gibberish. Have you heard that? I don't know. I'll have to play it for you after. It's hilarious. He just like starts singing like you to the Italians it sounded like you were singing in English and they're all just like dancing like really seriously like it's a real song but it's just complete gobbledygook so so yeah that's Aria del Sud as you may have guessed um, so you know another interesting chapter in the uh, pre-deep purple um, uh, evolution um, we've also got we've got, got a few other things that are kind of interesting here one is um this is Pacey uh, doing playing in a John Lord tribute. Um, uh, where is it here? Yeah, this is in Sicily. So playing with uh, Sophia. Um, so here we go. This is uh, where is it here? Live in Sicily, John Lord tribute. So this is an an entire show, but starts with a uh, child in time here. You can find this on, uh, I thought it said Cincinnati, but it says Canascati. Picture so. it. Sicily, 2012. <laughs> a tribute to the great John Lord. Tribute, tributo a John Lord. So this is actually... Tributo. All right, do, do it again. Pick pick a winner. Pick uh, Leonardo Brucelleri. Right pick there. A, uh, oh. Pick a timestamp here. Oh, geez. Where it stops, nobody knows. Or just tell me All when right. to stop and I'll stop. All right. Stop. <laughs> it's on you again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Maybe something else. All right. Okay. All right. Tell me. There. There. Ah, there we go. Space trucking. Who are these Gabones? <laughs> Let's see. You kind of jumped right on this because this is right after. Um... So this was credited as being Ian Pace. Well, yeah, I see him. He plays. Um... It's a tribute to John Lord at the Teatro Audio. feeling himself does it say it doesn't say who the players are here let's see oh here's something from the John Lord official website there's <laughs> probably a drum solo in every song the purpose was to promote 
the music in Sicily and give visibility to local young great players. Oh, okay. So, and and so it was nobody a, uh, really well known. There was an orchestral ensemble directed by Alberto Man, Man, Maniachi. M- mariachi. Not mariachi. Oh, okay. That's that's Spanish. Sorry. <laughs> And they're really keeping it a secret who played. Either that or nobody remembers. <laughs> right, let me see. I'll go to the official, the official YouTube video and see if they'll shed, shed any light on it here. Ah, here we go. Ian Pace on drums. Leonardo Brucoleri, also on drums. Armando Cacciotto on vocals. Salvo Dadio on the Hammond and keyboards. Gaspar De Caro on guitar, Simona Palladrino on guitar, and Pepe Serraza <laughs> on bass. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm, I'm oh. sure I nailed that one, there's no, no question. Nailed it. Well, that's cool, and Pace has always been good about jumping around, playing with tribute bands, and um, it's great that he's supporting like the local area musicians. I don't know he has time to get out there and do all this extra stuff that he's doing. All right, so that gives you an idea of that. Now we're, we're full into uh, drum solo territory here. Mm. I think they also do the mule in this concert, so there must be a lot of drum solos going on. Jeez. Or that well, might I mean, be yeah, something that might Unknowns be else. featuring Ian Pace, so of course you're doing the goddamn mule. <laughs> we're going to play the, we're going to open and close with the mule, guys. Oof. But kind of interesting. I really like... Hey, uh, we're doing the mule, capiche? <laughs> um, so check out... Uh, check that out on... <clears throat> on uh, YouTube. I'll post the link. It's a full video, a full uh, full concert. I think it's almost... Uh, almost two hours long. So uh, speaking of the mule, he does, he does, he did play something. There's actually an album on Spotify from the same year... Uh, so this guy really getting all of it. Ian, Pre- uh, Ian Pace, the Italian Deep Purple Tribute. You can find it. Um, so I, I guess the, uh, it says made it, it's called Made in Verona. And it's got like the Made in Japan font. And it's got, um, oh, it says Ian it. Pace and Forever Deep. So that might be the, the Forever Deep that he was playing with there. Uh, mm-hmm. But this might have been a different show because I think it's in a different spot. But um, definitely check it out. I'll put the Spotify link there in the, um, in the, uh, Show notes. Um, so speaking of tributes, there's another great Italian. Th- this band I've been following for years and years. They're really, really awesome. They're called Strange Kind of Women. And uh-huh. they are an Italian uh, an Italian deep purple cover band. And um, I think they're great. So here, here you go. They, they have uh, one of their first videos that they put up was this, which was kind of them doing a deep purple medley. Um, so... Let's check it out. This is a strange kind of women. I would see them if they came around, but I don't think they come to the States. And I know the guitar player just released her own solo album. 
got a great voice. Yeah, chicks that rock. I like it. Mixing it up. York turned me on to a band a while ago that's, I think it's called Demon's yeah. Eye, and they do like a great, like, all eras of Deep Purple live concert, and they're pretty amazing too. Good stuff. So yeah, fo follow them on on social media. They're on. I know they're on Instagram. I think they're on Facebook. I think they might be on Twitter, but I don't think they're very active on Twitter. Mm. They have a YouTube channel. They've got a lot of live shows and stuff, but this this is kind of a cool medley. Good mix of songs so far. Yep. It's kind of cool to do a you know a little medley like that for your channel. Yeah. Show you know just just doing three quick songs in a medley to show kind of what you're what you're all about very very good idea for a cover band but they seem to have no trouble getting shows they're playing stuff all the time and like i said the guitar player i think she did her own album pretty recently uh, so they do original music the singer is pretty active on social media too all right well it takes us back to um uh, back to Italy with the actual Deep Purple, and this one is, of course, the famous uh, performance that they did with Pavarotti. So I would, of course, we, we have to watch that one and talk about it. So here we go. <laughs> he just kind of looks aside, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I know, Helen does. He's just kind of like smirking, like, this is crazy, right? He's like, am I supposed to be here? <laughs> Crowd's going crazy. Morning, 
This is uh, firmly in the desert chic era for Gillen. Yeah. <laughs> he, he pioneered it even before the Gardo did when he came to my parents' house. <laughs> the choir of children. Pavarotti's eyebrows are not to be believed. play this for pops hey, ooh, who's, okay. that, who's that guy over there <laughs> is that Ian Dillon <laughs> no, that'd be my mom <laughs> yeah I wonder what he would think of this he'd be like, like no 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 he's singing the opera all wrong yeah that guy, that guy doesn't belong up there get out of here <laughs> get out of there Idea. <laughs> <laughs> like Pavarotti just pieces out. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not doing an interview. <laughs> Pavar Pavarotti's like, let like, me ask you some questions. And he's like, talk to him. <laughs> he just starts <laughs> waddling away. <laughs> he's like, I'm Pavarotti. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so it's funny because Gillen is usually the same way. You saw he was like that first clip. He's just lumbering across the stage like, ah, I don't give a shit where I am right now. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just opened the door and they told me to go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, only got one thing left, and that is, uh, uh, I don't know if we even we wouldn't do the whole thing, but uh, they uh, we've got Alive in Verona 2011. And this is some encore tracks that they that they did. So you know, I'll just play that for a bit and then we can before we thank our patrons. Um, this is live in Verona. They, they come out for the encore. Beautiful. Looks like Ozzy there. speak of the devil stage. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, Just opening up with green onions here. Gillen with the flowing shirt there. <laughs> Who's that guy standing there? Oh, I think he's the conductor because I think they have a... Oh. An orchestra behind them. But this is another one you can find the whole concert on YouTube. 
No. <laughs> I think by the look on Roger's face, I think he surprised everyone with that count in. <laughs> Steve Morse looking too cool for school here. <laughs> Looks like he was teaching uh, Steve Morris. You got it. You, you're getting the hang of this. You've been with the band at this point for 20 years. You're starting to get the hang of it. <laughs> the freaking conductor over there. <laughs> All over the place, they're just playing with orchestras on and off. Like, you just never know. Is it going to be Deep Purple? Are they going to have an orchestra with them? Are they going to have a brass section? Who knows? <laughs> He's very What's encouraging. You got it, business. You got, you it. got it. You guys are getting it. He's very encouraging. Good job, guys. Maybe not necessarily a song that needs an orchestra behind it, but it's still kind of cool. What better way to close out this uh, tour of Italy? The tour of Italy. That's what we should have called this episode. Like the like the famous Olive Garden dish. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to admit, when I would when I would go there, I would order that. Yeah, that was that was my cousin Jeff's uh, choice every time. Ah, and you'd be like, ah, the tour of Italy. <laughs> he'd just be <laughs> he'd just be saying that to himself as he was eating it. <laughs> what was it? It had like uh, lasagna. Yeah, the, I remember the lasagna. What was it like lasagna, spaghetti, was, and meatballs? Something else. I think it had like I think it had something like fettuccine alfredo, like something really heavy and cream based. Yeah, just like the tour, the tour of Italy, which could have been, couldn't have been any less like an actual tour of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really good, accurate tour of America, and the fact that it's like twenty eight hundred calories for the meal. <laughs> yeah, the tour, the tour of America. All right, so I think we'll. I'm gonna we'll look it up. We'll fade out on another uh, Ian Pace drum solo here while you look up the uh, the, the tour of Italy. <laughs> I think you're yeah, because be... it used to be my go-to dish here. Hey, we're family. All right, well, wait a minute. It even has... It even has... <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, come on, man. I was going to say it even had nutritional info. <laughs> or lack thereof. All right. Tour of Italy. What do you got there? What's the calorie? Should we should we do it over under or should I do a guess on the calorie count like you guessed on the the the, the show? Yeah, there we go. Let me see. The tour of Italy. Well, hang on. There's there's so much to unpack. There's so much to unpack here. <laughs> just just like the leftovers. Hey oh, all right. Um, okay, so the tour of Italy. Three. <laughs> the description. 
three OG classics all on one plate. <laughs> oh, that's so that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Chicken Parmigiana, yep. lasagna classico, and our signature fettuccine Alfredo. Ah, I knew right. it. Yep, yep. All with homemade sauces, uh, sauces made fresh every morning. Yeah, right. Give me a freaking well, break. I mean, well, I mean, it was it was obviously made. It's near somebody's home. And uh, well, know, they make they, every morning they make a, a, a 800 gallon vat of the sauce and then yeah, divide it up into little, nice and little sealed frozen bags that you can reheat in some boiling water at your restaurants. So in that yeah. in that respect, they're they're being accurate. All right. So let me see. So. All right. So first of all, let's uh, let's guess the price. Ooh, the, the current price. Hmm. Oh, boy. I don't know. Twenty nine ninety nine. All right. Not bad. Twenty one twenty nine. Oh, that's actually pretty inexpensive for how much food that unusual. Is. All right. And then uh, calorie count. <laughs> OK, now here's the real one. <laughs> um, I uh, nineteen hundred calories. Hmm, again, you, you overshot it a little bit. I'm surprised. Fifteen fifty. Oh, there must be small portions. But but that doesn't get, get count uh, for the endless breadsticks you had before it. <laughs> like 800 calories worth of breadsticks. All right, but hang on. I don't know why I can't get this like on the actual site here, but when it's on the when it's on the Google page it shows Tour of Italy calories 1550 calories. Total fat. So, guess total fat. Oh my god. Well, the calories, too, it could be one of those things where it's like 1,500 calories per serving, and there's three servings in the Tour de Italy. Oh, um, well. The total fat in, in grams or in, like, your percentage of your daily intake of fat? Grams. Uh, 120 grams. 97. Okay. I, I, over, I keep overshooting it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving them... Uh, now I'm like, right. oh, it's not as bad as I thought. It's probably healthy for you. <laughs> <laughs> One more. One more. Yep. Sodium. Milligrams of sodium. Oh, God. Now here we're talking. <laughs> uh, 75. 3,220. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite direction. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's it's right. A, it's milligrams. I'm sorry. I was thinking grams long. again. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I still, I would have overshot it if I was doing grams, but milligrams, 3,000 milligrams. What's your daily uh, recommended intake of, of sodium? Um, oh, geez. I don't know. I'm guessing way below 3,000 milligrams. Oh, well, wait a minute. Hang on. I just, I just got a thing here. So, so <laughs> nutrition facts. So, the fat is 148% of your daily value. <laughs> um, the cholesterol is 113% mm-hmm. of your daily. And so can allotted. I guess on the sodium? All right, wait a minute. Hang on. I got to find the sodium. Yep. 190%. 135%. Ah, I keep overshooting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's because you know, you know what you're dealing with here. Although a, a, a generous is 75 grams of protein. So see, it is healthy. Oh yeah. You get, yeah. What better? <laughs> it's a great source of protein. It's totally worth all, everything else is doing to ruin your, your, your physique, your mental <laughs> health. Your, your physique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I have an idea of uh, the, uh, the physique of the person that eats uh, the tour of Italy. 
Well, and I'll give seen... you two guesses that they don't look like me. Um, <laughs> well, you've seen Jeff. He's in pretty good shape. Mm, that's true. Yeah, but he I mean, could... does he currently eat the tour? No, no, I mean, I, I, the last time I went to Olive Garden with him, it's got to have been 20 years ago that he had yeah, the see, tour of Italy. I could, I could totally I think... picture him, though, going, like, eating it and being like... Ah, the tour of Italy. (laughs) Yeah, he's, um, I think he, I think he remembers it fondly, but I don't know that he would order it now if we went. I haven't been to Olive Garden forever. Can't remember the last time. Nor should you. (laughs) I think we went to meet Jen's, uh, uncle there because we need, he was like in Connecticut when we lived in New York. So this is at least, it was before we had kids. This has got to be 12 years ago. Because yeah. he needed her to, because he is a, a attorney in Canada and she needed something for her Canadian passport or something signed by an attorney. And he happened to be in Connecticut. So we met them. We drove like an hour and a half and met them at some Olive Garden for dinner. <laughs> I think that was the last time I've been. Oh, boy. But, interesting. But anyway, before we wrap it up, we have to do something. And that is, of course, to thank our, um, our oh, what level is it now? The foundation level foundation. patrons. Oh, my goodness. Coming in at the three pound aromatic feed tier, we have Simon Ford at the three dollar and thirty three cent halfway to evil tier. We have none other than Stephen Sharp and Duncan Leesk coming in at the three dollar. Nobody's perfect tier. We have Peter Gardot. Mark Roback. Ian DeRosier, Stuart McCord. Then we also have. We have Ivan Fjeldboo. Runar Siemensen. JJ Stenard, Ruinous Inadequacies. John Miscelli. Baby, this is love. <laughs> and Michael Boyette. Coming in at the $1.71 I want my own tier tier, we have. Rich. Young. Shayla. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. That's rich. <laughs> we have at the 10 kroner tier, Karsten Lau at the one pound tier, Lord Longford. And at the one dollar made up name tier, we have the Mausoleo Ceperde, Leaky Mausoleum, <laughs> Stephen Somerville, the Concerto 1999 fanatic, Hank the Tank, Private Eyes, Ashen Lionel, and Blackmore Tights. Oh my goodness, we, we missed the cough. We're going to do that one again. <laughs> Blackmore tights. For some reason, I have the cough-free version in there. Thank you so much to all of you for your generous <laughs> support of the Deep Purple podcast. So I hope you're... Um, the I, the I censored hope. version. <laughs> the... <laughs> So we'll have to, we'll have to, um, yeah, you censored out that cough <laughs> so that we could get played on a, So we can get the G rating on this episode. If you hadn't dropped a couple of F-bombs, we would have been in the clear. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> okay. so hopefully John can travel to another country soon and we can do another one of these. Fine. That was our tour to Italy, Deep Purple's tour to Italy. Um, and what, mm. uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you were enjoyed your trip. 
I did. Sure sounds like I you did. I did very much. Yeah. Now you're ba- you're back. Are you uh, are you jet lagged? No. See, in the, no, in the time like, we've done that, John's gotten on a plane and gotten back home. So, um, yeah, and I've been here for several days. So, okay, good. <laughs> but um, no, the, the coming back is actually easier, at least to the East Coast, because they're six hours ahead. Yeah. The only problem is, is like the first day, like I woke up at like four in the morning, yeah. and I'm like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, last <laughs> I time I went to Europe, it was the same thing. I remember yeah. having to go to work and like waking up at four in the morning and just like milling around doing a bunch of stuff around around my house and stuff <laughs> just yeah. trying to kill time because there's nothing else to do but you're just wide yeah, awake but ready to go bad. it wasn't that either way it wasn't that bad like i was a little tired when i got there but it's like um you know if you've traveled abroad more than once um you know what to expect and that makes it easier i always have a tough time going there uh, but the way back is usually I'm, I'm pretty good with but yeah but anyway, we will uh, we will catch you next week with another fresh episode. What will it be about? Who will it be about? When will it be about? Well, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out. So until then, arrivederci. Ciao. Signore Motola. Motola. Hey. Yeah, exactly. That's how you say it. Motola. How, how did you introduce yourself in the, at the beginning of the episode? I think it was Gio, Giovanni Caccio e Pepe Matola. <laughs> Caccio e Pepe, that was it. <laughs> Caccio e Pepe, because I think I had, yeah, I had it earlier that night. Yeah, Caccio e Pepe. Mm. Mwah, chef's kiss. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll catch you next week, my friend. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear and would like more episodes in the future, please donate on Patreon to support the show. You can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts to help new people discover the show. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for show updates. See deeppurplepodcast.com for more details. Thank you for listening. Um, no, except this, this angle makes it look like I have like a, like a small shrunken head and like a fake body. <laughs> what did, oh, did, did you go to an Italian witch doctor and they, <laughs> <laughs> oh. ask my family which Italian dishes are their favorites. They'd all agree. The Olive Garden's tour of Italy is three of the best. Lasagna, chicken parmesan and fettuccine Alfredo with all the salad and breadsticks you want. Just nine ninety five. The Olive Garden. When you're here, are your family. Mayor, Fat Tony asked me to give you this. Mm-hmm. You moron! That's the kiss of death!